Hello and welcome to the No So Podcast, your weekly home for all things wrestling. This week we'll be talking about all the last pay-per-views we've had to watch. All of them. All of them. Uh, this week it's a two-man show, as uh, one uh, human database, Corey Mack, is uh, under the weather this week, so uh, get well soon. I mean, that's that's the official statement we had No So putting is he, out. Is he in Wales? Is that really, you know, the No So attorney had to pull some strings... Do some, do some, do some backdoor dealings, and uh, he's on some double secret probation. Is he in Wales? But since I'm telling you, is it still on secret? He's in Wales, Chicago. There it is, Wales, Chicago. Right? Yeah, Wales. I think that's where was that. He's he he he's doing some stuff. Yeah, he's doing some stuff. Uh, but uh, this week we're talking about the. Uh, all of the WWE pay-per-views, AEW's all out, and maybe a little presser news after AEW all out. I'm your host, Joseph Lessel. I'm sitting here with the chosen one, Mike. You almost called him the Hunger Wrestling Database. I heard it. You paused. I paused. I was like, wait, <laughs> no, he's not here. He's on that double probe in Wales. You can just, uh, you just call me the big dog. Big dog? Yeah, I'm the big dog. <laughs> the big dog. That's how they do it, right? The, the kids these days, right? I mean, that's how losers say it, yeah. yeah. Hey, what are you doing over there? So let's talk about, uh, how's it going, by the way? We, this is our first show back in a while. We've been, uh, some, someone's been under the weather, double probation, and, uh, you know, we just... I'm, just... I'm just saying, it's not a coincidence that, you know, Jeff Mack returns for a week, and all of a sudden... Corey, you know, has a Brock schedule. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah Brock you know. schedule, yeah. The... You know, the he, Mac boys show up and shit goes to hay, shit goes haywire. That's all I'm yeah. saying. And it's the common excuse. I have the vid, or I have you know situations. I, have I, AIDS. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's stuff like that. We just go. I call bull. But yeah. turn those geotags on database. See where you really at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You and Jeff Mac. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Jeff. We yeah. know you live. We know you live in fucking Portland. Yeah. Put, put those. Uh, we're not put buying geotags on that we marked you with. I mean. Don't. Don't do that road report, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, where's that road report? They're uh, from quote unquote Japan. Japan. The weather's muggy out today. I call it BS. But hi, how's it going? Oh, great. Yeah. No word. That's, you know, good thing we don't have uh, drama like some companies do. No, we sever it like men. We just fire people. We just fire people, off. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you notice Jeff and Ricky and Devin on the box anymore. Corey's not here. We get him the fuck out. Corey's oh, you not like here. the direction, huh? Well, yeah. That's cool. Uh, get the fuck out. Those names of people. Rick, he's gone. Devin, just gone. Uh, Jeff, gone. AJ, AJ gone. AJ, gone. Yeah, Zen, here and there, Zen. but most likely, you know. Dude, movie podcast? Got that shit the hell got, out of here. Got that That's out. gone. Yeah. Uh, the fake movie experts is via webcam. Gone, gone, gone. Uh, we Corey, we don't, we don't fuck around. We don't fuck around. We, we don't like to discuss our issues. We just get rid of who we think's the problem. Yeah. Don't worry about that. You're you're the common denominator. Don't worry about that. Yeah. <laughs> who's last? Who's last standing? Don't worry about that. But uh, big weekend this past as we've uh, had some oh, pay per views. Can I do something real quick, Joe? Yeah. Yeah, why not? We, we, you know? we were we were off last week. Yes, we yeah. were. Corey's fault. Uh, so oh. I didn't get to do this. Oh Christ! When you drop your title to a longtime rival, that's a moray. Suck it, Vinny. Told you guys. 
Twenty so, months ago. So like two weeks ago was Pal's uh, last event. Uh, however, uh, sadly, none of us could make it. Uh, things came up at the last minute of you know the vid and stuff, and uh, rumor has it. Not rumor, fact, state fact. Rumor has it that Vinny, our, our, me and Corey's boy, instead of be yours, nope. uh, may or may not lost the POW title to Funny you, Bone. Get back at the wrong side. Family is no more. It's all about Funny Bone, baby. The Funny Bone era has begun. So the thing is this. I wasn't at the show, so I don't believe it. I don't, I was not, you know, it's hearsay. It's on the internet. You know, and the internet's never. You wrong. know, I the the belt people I know. If I sent them the the belt, I was make I'll make them one, and just here you go. Never lost it. So it'd be fake, just like a title ring. That makes sense. First off, rude. First off, how dare you? But I, I'm not going to say anything because I think Vinny is still champ. Justice for Vinny because at the next show. It's going to be Sonico because he won that triple threat. Where's where is the um, rematch? You know, uh, justice only, for Vinny. Only winners get rematches. He's the longest reigning uh, POW champion, and he's not getting even a rematch. Good. What is this AEW? <laughs> Come on. But uh, Savage Streets on September twenty fourth. Get your tickets now at powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com and watch, I guess, a main event between Sonico and uh, Your Funny new Bone. champion, Funny Bone. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. Because I wasn't there. Didn't happen. Maybe it happened because you weren't there. You ever think about that? Maybe it's your fault. Hmm. Yeah. I never thought about that, but I don't, yeah. think, that's the, I don't think that's the thing. Even Vinny can, uh, can split some Sabaros. Vinny loves Sabaros. Just ask him about it. He'll tell you all about it. But go get your tickets now, powerprowrestling.eventbrite.com. Your tickets now. Let's move on to some WWE stuff. First, there are rumors of one Braun Strowman returning. Oh, it's not rumors. It's a fish, yeah. He is back tonight on Raw. He's going to create his narrative on Raw. If you wanted to see Braun Strowman, tune in on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Don't know what they're doing with him. He's not through. Why anybody would care what they're doing with him. Right. But, um... WWE decided to hate Labor Day weekend. Nobody puts on shows Labor Day weekend. Let's yeah. just, uh, There's nothing happening. Nothing happened. Let's just do two shows this week. But outside one, the country. Uh, one's going to be outside the country. The other one will be in Orlando. Uh, so on Saturday, they did the WWE Clash of the Castle in Whale, uh, Cardiff, Wales. Yep. And the Principality Stadium. Um, Looks full. It was. It said sixty grand. It, 60, it looked like sixty grand. Sixty-two two ninety-six. My assumption probably is about. I think that's pretty close. Pretty close. It was a real full arena. So they were first, um, like event. Oh, first major event since two thousand three's insurrection. So it's been a while. You know they've been wanting to. Been a while. Uh, been a while. You know they. When you see any of the major pay per views, the Manias, Rumbles, SummerSlam, it's Mania. Because the only time they ever go to England now is Raw, right? It's a Raw. And they just tape a Raw and yeah. nobody cares and they suck. And they go there for like two weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just their major event. They did an event in uh, London's O2 Arena in April, but that was just to reveal that the. Yep. Um, a. Uh, 
what do they call it? It's not a pay-per-view anymore. Premium live event? Premium live event was taking place there. So it's their first premium live event. But I'm going to continue calling it pay-per-view. Um, I'm going to run down the cart matches here. As we did a pre-show match prior to of uh, Mad, Cat Mop, Mad Cat Moss and the Street Profits defeating Austin Theory, who got his name back, and the Alpha Academy. A lot of that going around. People getting their names back. Mm-hmm. Look at you, Matt Riddle. Matt Riddle. Um, depends on who you look at, but it's Seth Rollins now, not Seth freaking Rollins. Well, first Franklin. of all, it's Seth Franklin Rollins, yeah. first of all. Um, the first match of the show was Damage Control. It's Bailey, Dakota, and EO. That's Def- their name? Yeah. Gross. Uh, defeating Bianca, Alexa, and Asuka. It was a, it was a fun match. They, uh, it was crazy to think that uh, during the match, Michael Cole references EO's and Asuka's group faction that they had in Japan. Bullet. Um, I, I'm blinking, but I can find it for you. Bullet Club, got it. Bullet Club, yeah, bu- 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 Bullet Club. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but it was overall fun match. It's one of the things you saw was going to happen. The crazy thing was that it um stop Bianca's streak that she was on a constant um she like hasn't lost a pay-per-view match and she besides the um, Becky from a year it's, ago. Uh, SummerSlam yeah. from last year. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Triple t- uh, Trails was their name and Stardom. It's not a whole lot better than Damage Control. My mm-hmm. god. I was in 2010, so uh the next match was this one was slapped. Gunther defeating uh, Sheamus for the IC title. It's so just what most people were looking forward to. It, 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 was supposed it, to it be went physical almost, as shit. It almost went twenty minutes, and it was just them slapping the shit out of each other. It was fantastic. So full disclosure here: I uh, forgot this show was on until damn near the middle, or almost the end of it. You're you're at the next match. So I was uh, I was watching uh, some college foosball. Mm-hmm. I would recommend going back just watch so, this one just because it is a real barn burner of just them like, all right, you want to hit me? I'll hit you is back. Is it more violent than him and uh, Ilya? I don't think it's not, but it's it was a fun, cool thing of them trying to. Uh, so, like, examples the whole time, it's them dodging their own move. So, you know, the... Seamus does like the ten bells, whatever him hit, you know, puts the arms. Yeah, uh, Gunther gets out of it multiple times, uh, but he Seamus uh, finally does it when when they're on the barricade. One's on the outside, one's in the inside, and he's doing it to them. But no, it's just them slapping each other for twenty minutes. Like Seamus has his photos of his chest, and it looks like he has hair, but it's just his blood vessels exploding. But Walter is so violent. I refuse to call him Gunther, by the way. I, I Walter know. is so violent. Yeah. One cool thing is they had the reunion of Imperium, mm-hmm. Walter's group, um, because uh, Seamus had the brawling buddies or brawling brutes. Um, but they had the Giovanni Vinci, who's supposed to be, a, a, hopefully, this is a full time thing, but he's part of the NXT, so they're having him um, do a solos in NXT, and I don't think it's. Hopefully, this is just a um, full-time thing now with Imperium. Uh, the next match was Liv Morgan defeating Shayna to retain the SmackDown title, women's title. Um, 
it was fine, you know, but it's the same old, same old right now. It's just getting live tough opponents just defeated Ronda. They've never done a great Ronda, Shayna, just build that match. Mm -hmm. I don't know why we give a shit about Liv Morgan and Ronda. I don't know. Uh, the next match was Edge and Ray defeating the Judgment Day. Uh, but the whole story is that um, first Edge came out in a luchador mask. Yep. And then after the match, one Dominic Mysterio turning on Edge and Ray by ki- uh, dick kicking Edge. And then doing the Eddie th- spot of like, I'm sorry, and then clotheslines the hell out of Ray. Uh, finally, after about five months of teasing that, they finally got there. I wonder where they... I don't... Because he didn't join Judgment Day, right? He, walked, he, just, he just walked away. Right. He just turned on him. Yeah. So, like, Judgment Day was still at ringside laughing and clapping and all that good stuff. So they were having a fun time. But it's also the idea of, is he going to join Judgment Day? Is he not? You know, the, for the past five months, it's been, oh, he's turning on them to join Judgment Day. And... Rhea Ripley should be the leader of that group. <laughs> according, Finn, Finn Balor and Damian Priest should do her bidding. According to my uh, social media, that's also what everybody says uh, too. She's the only one of the three who can cut a believable promo, and she's just she looks so psycho in that getting like her gimmick now that she, it's she's a perfect leader. Yeah, Finn Balor's too pretty. It doesn't make sense for him to be in that group to begin with, but at least he was the leader. Yeah. You can get around it. Yeah. Uh, the next match was Seth Franklin Rollins defeating Matt Riddle. Uh, the whole hype was that was them, uh, the promo leading into it. Got a little shooty. A little shooty of, hey, uh, Riddle, how's your family? Oh, wait, your wife divorced your broke ass and... Uh, to get away from your bitch ass. Bitch ass oh, and took God. the kids with them, too. So it's okay. like... Okay. Okay, okay. Because Riddle did the whole, you know, the... The thing we've been hearing for the past three years is like the man in the family is your wife, and just like okay, something new, guys, come on, and that led up to hey, bitch ass, you know, I'm gonna fuck you up type stuff. It's like okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, honestly, surprised that Riddle lost. I, it's honestly surprising via the what the storyline has been saying. It's like you know your wrestling trope of. The good guy gets beat up by the bad guy for like three straight months, and then finally the payoff match, the good guy wins. This didn't happen. Well, it's because they were in the UK, Joe. And as we have shown people Mm. multiple times, they don't give a fuck about the UK fans, and we'll find out here shortly how they don't care about the UK fans. And uh, so it was just a house show, like it always is in the UK. And so, of course, he wasn't going to win. He'll get that win eventually, but in America. As the next match for the Undisputed title was Roman Reigns defeating one Drew McIntyre. And they did the whole Broken Dreams uh, montage, which the crowd erupted because it's like, yep. holy shit, we've been wanting this theme song for the past <laughs> two, three years. And then it was just for the montage to how we got here for him. you think another company would learn from the mistakes and not having the right guy win in a crowd. That's weird. And then huh. Drew McIntyre's current theme song hits. And then the crowd, like, I got a text from Ricky holy shit, the music's back, and then with it like that. Nope. Back to it, and then all the booze. All the booze. Um, another, you know, another good match. A lot of close calls. You think that uh, Drew's going to win. He hits the Claymore. One, two. Ref gets pulled out. 
who the hell is that? The Usos aren't in the Usos and uh, Heyman are not there. Heyman's not there because they're selling the F five through the table. As yep. He hasn't been on since uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam, right? so which is good selling in a way um, for also Brock's not there. That too. Um, so then, who is that? And it turns out to be it's uh, Solo Sikio. It's the other cousin from NXT, which the rumors mill was that he would be maybe coming up to join the Bloodline. Um, and it looks like it's actually going to happen. So Roman wins, but that crowd, it once again, wanted Drew to win. It blows my mind that they didn't do it only because of the fact that Drew has, for me, in my opinion, Drew's gotten the shorthand of the stick of the fact that he wins the Rumble in like 2020 pandemic wins the wrestlemania to an empty arena no he doesn't get that crowd (sighs) holy shit right still hasn't he still hasn't gotten that like crowd pop moment that should have been that and it could have been that in uk could have been that because i mean at the end of the match you had uh austin theory there it is running down teasing the cash in and uh he gets knocked unconscious by tyson fury (laughs) he just runs into a punch yep so Roman w- wins, he leaves, poses with the, his cousin, and then Tyson Fury gets in the ring. Oh, before Roman leaves, they handshake, and then he leaves, and then it's like the fun part of, hey, are we off air? No, we're not. Okay. Tyson Fury's going to sing uh, American Pie. Which he does all the time. Yeah. I promise you, even in boxing, people have no idea why he sings it. It doesn't make any sense to anybody. He's not American. Yeah. It does not make sense, but mm-hmm. he sings it every time. So he does sing it, and it's that weird thing. Like, everyone's like, what the hell's going on? Like, my social is like, do they think they're off the air? No. Because, no. No, but, it's, no. It's literally just how Tyson Fury is. So, it's very, very on brand for him. So he's there. They do a, um, like, all, all the matches besides the pre-show match went above 10. So mm-hmm. that's seven matches. The shortest match was the Liv Baszler at 11, but still everybody got mat time, so which is, you know, we're still in the new, you know, honeymoon phase of Triple H, but it's the fact that, you know, they're posting stuff like Raw's three hours and wrestling is now about an hour 45 of that now, you know, so it's like the wrestling has been increasing. So I mean, this, this show was paced well. Yeah. Uh, it was a tight three hours. Mm-hmm. Like they got in, got out. They didn't stay forever. Another company. Um, so it was nice. They just need, that's what they need to be. Mm-hmm. It's a big show. And this, they count as a big show. Like three hours is fine, but anything else needs to be two thirty at mm-hmm. most, which they are, just get uh, in, get out, man. Yep. Which they are kind of, you know, Going back to in a way, there are a lot of they're like the not the big ones, but like the smaller ones are two and a half hours now. Yeah, so two to three. They depending don't need to on, stay longer than that. No. That's, that's fine. Um, however, we'll just bring it up now. However, uh, being over there, one uh, Triple H had a little interview. He did. He sat down with Ariel Helwani, courtesy of BT Sport, which is noteworthy because BT Sport is uh, going to be carrying WWE programming over there, specifically oh. NXT Europe. Okay, it's their partner. We talked about it a little bit in the interview. Uh, so they covered a lot of the health stuff, which a lot of people already knew. So none of that was a whole was really revelatory. Uh, the couple noteworthy things. 
him once again, it's a company line, but just shitting on the fact that uh, AEW won the quote-unquote Wednesday War. Mm-hmm. He brushed it off like, oh, they just beat our developmental talent. I was like, well... And then people posted, like... you chose that route, and you... Whatever, it doesn't matter. It's, but also people bring up, like, the fact of, like... Also, all that you never called now on uh, in Dynamite. So. Yeah, but it's like the... <laughs> It's like, you, I saw that part, like, hey, congrats, you beat our development, but then everybody started posting photos, it's like, and it, Triple H says, NXT is not a developmental, it's like, hmm, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, because they just, just take an L, man, just take an L, it's okay, you have like 50 years of wins, mm-hmm. take an L, it's alright, you'll be, you'll be good, uh, but towards the end of the interview, uh, Ariel Hawani brought up four names about potential returns. First, he brought up um, Sasha Banks. And Triple H, as he's wont to do now, uh, did a pretty good job of evading most of these. Uh, he didn't answer in real specifics except for one, which we'll get to in a second. Um, he said that it was a really was a communication breakdown is why the big thing is why she left. Um, but then he sort of pivoted to a weird way. He kind of said... If I had to put a percentage on it, it was like 60% she's not coming back. Just because of how he phrased it. He said that um, Sasha has to decide what she wants to do with her career. Mm-hmm. She has a lot of opportunities outside of WWE right now. A lot of very big opportunities. Um, but she's, you know, really good at this part of it. So she has to decide which route she wants to go. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where he left it. Um, the next name brought up was Braun Strowman. That was a definitive yes, that he's coming back. Uh, it's all over rumors now that uh, he'll be at Raw tonight. It's, you know, so Braun's back. I know, I know Corey is somewhere jumping up and down for joy. Maybe Corey's not here because Maybe he's where he's at. That's where he's at. He'd contract. Maybe that's what it is. That's what it is. That's it. Hurry your first, Corey. Braun Roman Stan. Hurry your yeah. first. Biggest one. There it is. He says, fuck Roman Reigns. He acknowledges Braun Strowman and Braun Strowman only. He ain't through with him yet. Uh, the next name was interesting. Bray Wyatt. <laughs> I hear the groans everywhere. Uh, he basically said no without saying no. He, uh, after, you know, beating around the bush a little bit, he, he essentially broke it down to Bray is, for better or worse, one of the craziest, most creative minds I've ever known. And those people are very hard to work with and wouldn't really go past that. He's like, I just, some people are just hard to work with. I was like, oh, okay. I guess there's also rumors for, um, on the Bray, uh, side that, um, Freddie Prince Jr. is looking at starting his own business. Big, yeah. He's a big wrestling fan. It came fan. out like a month ago. Yeah. And I guess Bray has a contract offer that he's... That's what I've seen on the rumors. So, God yeah. almighty. So, um... The, the last name, one Helwani brought up, was The Rock. Specifically about WrestleMania next year. And what uh, Triple H said, uh, kind of, you know, paraphrasing here, it's basically up to The Rock and whatever his schedule is. Uh, he's like, when you are nice. when you are The Rock, you have a lot of offers and you are incredibly busy. 
So, you know, if he's going to do something with us, he has to decide what he's going to push aside to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's like, you know, the offers, essentially the offers there, if he can do it, he'll do it. You know, it's, it, he'll be there, but it's, we won't, honestly, they won't know until probably January for sure. If he can do it or not would be my guess. Um, and he did talk about that, uh, a few years ago, Triple H and Rock were supposed to do something. So remember the year that Ronda like first showed up. So the next year they were supposed to have that match. Yeah. And Rock's schedule like went weird, and so he gets why Angle was in the match. Uh, the other thing Triple H talked about was that for this past WrestleMania, he was supposed to do something with Gable in the ring, Gable Stevenson. Okay. Um, before all of his his medical stuff, and uh, that was the plan. He brought it up. Vince signed off on it. And they were starting to build towards that. And, and then he had his heart attack or whatever it was and, uh, you know, shut that down. So, he, you know, he pivoted away from it. But, yeah, he was supposed to do something in the ring with Gable Stevenson to kind of jumpstart his, like, push and career. And that's kind of changed the, according to the sheets and the rumors that Gable Stevenson is a, um, his, uh, let's shoot him to the moon. That's kind of gone the opposite direction. Well, he's, uh, he's got some baggage. Yeah. And uh, he's also not picking it up as quickly as they needed him to. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's Kurt Angle, man. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Kurt Angle's just one in a million, dude. Right, yeah. <laughs> he just, he can't hope for that every time. Which you can listen to us talk about that on the Monday War Stories. Um, but it was a good interview. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, nothing like, you know, super groundbreaking, nothing, you know, big news related. But uh, I wish they would let, they would go to Hawaii more for this kind of stuff. I mean, it's a it was a pretty... It wasn't a hard-hitting interview, which Elwani can do. He has no problem asking like, it was really a, hard questions. It was questions. a tame one But it was a thing. softball. Yeah. You know, it was a softball interview, which is fine. Like, I, don't, I don't mind it. Um, but it, it makes him look good, man. He's, you know, this is what he does for a living. He interviews you know, UFC fighters mostly all the time, so he's very good at these kind of interviews. Mm-hmm. And it's a, really good, it's a really good outlet for them. They should utilize it more. And... I have that suspicion that they will try. You know, like they are. They don't. They have that McAfee. I know that, but like they, McAfee and Hawani are boys. Like they, they get along super well. So like, it wouldn't be a slight to either one of them. Like it's fine. I. It's that you know with the new ownership, blah blah blah. You know, we've discussed about how it's still Vince. You know, Vince is still probably you know the, he's still running things, just not being paid for. but it's like if Triple H does have full hands on the steering wheel, he should be able. You know, he. It looks like he likes to try and do all those other things. The the interviews there. You know, they did the presser after the uh, clash, but they did that after SummerSlam, right? Um, then they do a media scrum after SummerSlam. But they, I, I want to say, yeah, no, no, they did. But he's, I don't think he did. But he used to do that all the time for NXT, like all the. After any NXT stuff, it would be mm-hmm. him and Kathy Kelly or him being interviewed by the press. So it's like he used to do that all the time for the NXT yeah, show. So it so. would be nice if, like, because of, I mean, now his position for sure, if he would be a little more front facing for the company. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Vince McMahon was never great in interviews. He was honestly bad at them, he was real terrible at them. Triple H has enough media experience where he's very, very good at them. Mm hmm. And, you know, he's the boss. Like, he's the dude. So it would be nice to actually have him do a lot of these, you know, not even just the quarterly, you know, conference calls, but, like, 
Because he's, you know, when you do, you know, big events, yeah. you know, have an interview somewhere. Have Pat McAfee or Hawani or it, Sam it, Roberts. Have somebody talk to you for an hour. It's like what they used to do uh, this week for WrestleMania week. Someone, a wrestler would be on Regions of Kathy Lee all week. You know, they don't do any of those anymore. Like people, the you know, I've seen Triple H on Get Up promoting mm-hmm. a pay-per-view. Um he was on the Stephen A. show to announce his retirement. Retirement, yep. you know, it's like a lot. It's that crazy thing of the only people that you see that are able to tr- promote things are either it's the Miz promoting his own show, it's you know, it's not promoting the product, it's promoting the side project. So it's like let them do more things to get out. You know, you know, there's you know some of the wrestlers are now going back to Twitch. You know, a lot, you know, sounds like that is being a little, you know, the leash is being let go. Like, you guys go back to Twitch. That never made sense to me, right? Because if they allow them, it's, kind of, it's sort of the argument for UFC about why they took away advertisements on trunks. Mm-hmm. If WWE allows these people to start doing Twitch or whatever, mm-hmm. less money they have to pay them. Like, yeah. they're not going to, like, you know go all in on trying to get some more money if they have this other revenue stream. Mm-hmm. It it's, helps them in the long run. That's why I don't understand the fight against it. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't get a percentage of it, but then they don't ask you for more money either. You can They, like, they can survive on the contract that you're giving them, yeah. plus the extra couple hundred here and there on they do on Twitch. It's stupid. They, I'm, you know, if, if Hunter is letting them do it, good for them. Just let them... Because... It's also the mindset in my mind thinking, well, if you're on Twitch and someone comes across you, they might like you. Mm-hmm. And then they will start following you, whatever you're doing. Oh, you're going to be on Monday Night Raw or SmackDown this week? I'll tune in to watch that person. That's how Jake Paul sells pay-per-views. You know? It's pretty easy. It's like... You know, it, it was brought up that in the presser type thing of... Triple H is talking about bringing back Bad Bunny, and it's like Bad Bunny will bring views, he'll bring eyes, and it's just like Logan Paul, the same thing. He'll bring views, he'll bring eyes. However, if Logan Paul is con- is signed to a contract, and he's Logan Paul, you know he's just going to make the big shows. Mania, SummerSlam, well, Rumble. Well, um, but it's like you get the same thing with Bad Bunny, but Bad Bunny could actually he does decent matches for, you know, he's, he, you know, what they said about the Mania match, that when he was on tour, he had a ring brought to him everywhere he went. So if he wasn't practicing wrestling, he was singing, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's just let, 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 you know. He's a real bullet train of charisma. It is. It's, it's like that crazy <laughs> thing we're about to get into of, according to social media and the internet, the vibes on both um, uh, the vibes for both companies have changed. AEW was all the, hey, come, it's fun, come work here, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of changed to something. Now WWE is back at that, hey, it's fun because it's Triple H, you know, it's not the old, let me see your uh, chocolate, (laughs) your chocolate, chocolate titties. Thank you. Uh, no, we, it's not none of those right now, you know. So, Triple H starts liking paralegals. Bump, bump. Uh, but yeah, you know, you know, Triple H bringing back 
uh, one of his NXT writers, he brought back Road Dog, letting go of Jeff Jarrett. Road Dog's taking over Jeff Jarrett's position. It's yeah, a so, net negative, by the way. So the that's a net negative. Again, the real Double J, he's being kicked. <laughs> the real Double J is coming back, you know. And it's Jesse James. Oh, you didn't know. Um, Weird. Uh, the Monday Night Wars Force, he was just fired. Now he's uh, rehired here in real life. Yeah. Yeah, he's gone, by the way. We're not going to see him again in World of Stars. He's gone. Is he? Yeah. Hmm. We were supposed to talk about it in December. We forgot. Yeah, he's gone. Yep, it's a wrap. It's a wrap for old uh, Road Dog. Oh, he I, gone. I did not know. He gone. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so they brought him back, so there's all that. Um, So for NXT, Worlds Collide, the same day as AEW's All Out on Sunday, but it started at... Earlier in the day. One o'clock, I think. So so I called this the... uh, the um, forbidden king, uh, forbidden door light because it was just NXT with UK members or main roster people that they're not using. So right this now. is the other thing he talked about in that interview. Um, so this is to rebrand NXT UK NXT Europe. Yeah, and this is part of the partnership with BT Sport. NXT Europe is going to be off TV for a while. Mm-hmm. He straight up said we're going to take it off of TV, rebrand it, and then bring it back and start fresh because it's very hard to. Phase out one company while you're bringing up another one. You're just going to get rid of it all and then restart it as an Give Europe. it a month or two away. And yeah. yeah. So it's completely going to be off TV for a while. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what it feels like and sounds like what maybe a WCW should have done. Uh, Towards- at one point, it's what Bischoff wanted to do. Mm-hmm. He was going to buy it and have it off TV for like six months. Yeah. And just let it die and then start come over. back yeah yeah sounds like it so uh so um a forbidden door light as it's wwe main roster people that they're not using or uh former uk wrestlers as uh carmelo hayes defeated ricochet to retain the north american title uh pre- pretty pretty deadly uh defeated the creed brothers uh brooks jensen and josh biggs and gallus to unify the tag titles Manny Rose defeated Miko Satomura and Blair Davenport, both UK people, to unify the women's title. Um, uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter defeated Dewdrop and Nikki Cross to retain the NXT tag titles. Who's Katana Cross or Katana, whatever her name is? She was from me. She was. Wasn't that Casey Casey Catanzaro, the American Ninja? What a terrible name! Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Which, again, it's that to the point of you were calling her by her real name for the first three years, and all yeah, of a sudden, so I'm wondering, like, like, if she's gonna be off TV for a few months, and then, oh look, Casey Kemp's back. back. Yeah, because um, that name has name value. She was part does, of an American Ninja Warrior. Why would you get away from it? It's because the fact that it's that dumb Vince McMahon way of I want the name the own, I want to own the namesake. They own the namesake while you're there. So everything that happens while you're there, they own that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't. Understand. I think he missed that part of the what meeting. A bunch of idiots. <laughs> and then uh, Braun Breaker defeats Tyler Bate. That when they find his, they showed the him winning the UK title this past week uh, to unify Whoops. the NXT uh, champion the UK title. It's sad that ho- I hope there is. Um, I heard I heard it was a really good match. We just I just missed it because I was at the sh- I was working. Um, I, there are reports that Triple H will be changing the titles, tweaking them a bit. So that's just main roster too. Like main roster titles too might be being tweaked. Um, uh, 
Or just got rid of Universe title. Maybe. That shit out of here. It's terrible. Being a being a belt collector, I lo- the UK title. I love that one. I just, I just, don't, I hope it doesn't. I hope they can find a way to tweak it into the, what the new design they have for the mm-hmm. NXT. Like, I don't care if you have the same design as the UK, but make the NXT logo be a color in the middle, like something like that. Just to the UK titles are so much better looking than the. NXT titles. I'm just hoping they just like, all right, we'll just do this. You know, hey, can I can I copy your exam? Just that, but just tweak it by change, like change the name, something like that. Yeah. So, um, and it looks like the the teams I've announced the UK um, people will be part of the new U- NXT or the Europe. As if you weren't brought over to the NXT side, you were released. As like. I want to say two weeks ago they released like twenty people, um, so, um, but I, what I've been hearing is that it was actually a pretty decent show for an NXT, um, you know, it's just for us. It's just I was at the I was at work, and also NXT. I just haven't been feeling it since this rebrand, so it's kind of hard to be like I'm all for it. One. So he actually talked about this. That's one thing I'll go back to the interview. He talked about the NXT for a while because uh, Ariel brought it up. And he said that uh, what NXT was really got destroyed during the pandemic because where they did all of that became a TV studio. That's where they shot Raw's Smackdown. So he's like, where we used to train all these people, we no longer had the access to train them. And also medically, we weren't allowed to. They weren't allowed in the building. Mm-hmm. So for two years, we couldn't train anybody. So all these people who you're now seeing who aren't good yet, they didn't get trained for two years. They couldn't get trained anywhere. There's nothing they could do about it. So they didn't run shows, so it necessitated a rebrand that Mm -hmm. kind of led to this. And he didn't go into specifics, but he said that a lot of the stuff that, quote-unquote, Vince or Bruce changed was stuff that he was going to change that direction anyways. He didn't specify what he was talking about, but he's like, I was going to do some of that stuff anyways. Like, that was the changes I was going to make. He's like, I didn't like all the creative decisions they made. I didn't like all of them. Um, but it needed a rebrand, just not necessarily how they rebranded it. I, and w- I, I would say hearing that for the first time, it's just like looking at like, I think Triple H would have done a rebrand, but it would have been so. It would have been all at once. It wouldn't have been all at once like it was. I think it'd be like maybe a new u- title down the line or a new, the new color scheme down yeah. the line. Not like. It would have been subtle, not. Not subtle, like next week on NXT 2.0. Like what? Yeah, so the it, people it wouldn't you, have been that drastic. The people you like are out, and we're bringing the people in that haven't been trained for two years. Bobby's out. Bartlett's in. That's how it went. You know, Gargano's out. Um, so, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think. Joe something was the... Joe somebody. Joe somebody. He's the psychotic person that's running the show. There it is. Um, but yeah, it's... That's well. That's some news, um, but let's go to some bigger stuff. The ori- not original, but you know, of Labor Day weekend pay per view has yep. been going for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. and uh, WWE decided to jump on the bad wagon to go on Labor Day weekend. But let's talk about the All Out mm-hmm. AEW's All Out as uh, going into it. Um, 
this is considered one of the big fours, as we talked about. Uh, they, they, have, they, they only have four, four but it's the uh, might be the biggest one because it's their debut yep. pay-per-view. It's probably um, the WrestleMania. Uh, going into it, we knew that we questioned the main event because it was CM Punk and John Moxley, and they just fought two weeks ago in a three-minute squash match. Mm-hmm. So it was, where do we go from here? And then they decided to put 15 matches on the show. So many matches. So many matches. So many matches. Uh, first match tonight was a the uh, mixed tag match for the AAA World Mixed Tag Team Championships as uh, Guevara and Tay Mello defeated Ortiz and Ruby Soho in six minutes. Um, they started out uh, all out zero. With a bang by legitimately, oh yeah, we'll start with a promo. Okay, cool, cool. And then Sammy gets hit by another golf cart. Yep, he just gets run over by a golf cart. Uh, Ruby got dumped on her head by Sammy. He dropped her. Yep. And she um, had a hard time finishing the match. She did, and then uh, Tay gave her a broken nose yep. when she did her finisher. As they Kicked her flush in the face and broke her nose. Yep. It was one of those so, things of... Not a, not a good night for Sammy and Ty. Not a, not a great night. A flush kick, and then as the pinfall happened, it was just like holding the nose. Yeah, she was like... Hemorrhaging blood out of her nose. Yeah. yeah it, uh, it's a fun little opener, but yeah, it's a little botchy at times. Mm-hmm. Oh, dangerous. Ruby had, a rough, Ruby had a rough night. It's and it's one of those things that when you, you can catch them, and like we're talking about it in uh, other matches, and it's just like when it's a multi-person match, and they're waiting for their spot. Yeah. Um, it, especially in the uh, trios championship match, like you can totally see like a spot happening, and then you can see, um, like, um, I'll just say it now, like Reynolds and Silver are holding at uh, Omega on the outside as the Bucks do like a double super kick to uh, mm-hmm. Hangman, and then you can just like see the camera. You just see all three standing there. And, like, Omega's in the middle to be the one being held back. Yep. And it's like, you're just standing there just watching the spot. Wait, and it's just like, oh, you guys are killing me. That happened with the uh, finish of this first match uh, with Tay waiting to pin Ruby. For the, Ortiz can try to make the dive in as Sammy pulled back. And she's like, just make the cover. You broke her nose. Like, just make the cover. He's not going to get there anyways. Yeah. He's not going to break the pin. I'm just yeah. make the cover. So uh, the next match was Hook defeating Angelo Parker. Uh, for, to retain the FTW title in three minutes, 35 seconds. It's your hook match. But they had Action Bronson come in and uh, make the save after the, after he wins. Oh, by the way, at the Clash, Bret Hart was there, and he's now part of a meme now. Of, uh, he, I think the lady behind was sneezing and put the shirt yeah. up. But it looks like he ripped ass. And, <laughs> Bret Hart uh, just, just cropped us some folks in the audience. Yep, I love it. Love it. Uh, the next match was uh, Pack defeating Kip Sabian to retain the AEW All-Atlantic title in 12 minutes and 25 seconds. I'll be honest, this match felt a lot longer than I just read. It's mostly because, uh, well, Pack and Kip Sabian were in it. Kip and, uh, they Sabian. They completely fucking useless. Kip Sabian, they kept saying it was his first match in like 500 plus days. And it looked like it, to be honest. It's like, I would, you know, you try to defend, like, oh, maybe they, they were getting their reps in, but they don't have house shows. So they're not fully doing a full speed match. But you can just tell, like, at points, like, at one point, Shivani was like, what is going on here? Or this match has turned into something weird. 
I also just don't understand Pac. I don't... He's like Finn Balor to me. I'm like, I don't see why everybody likes him. Like, he's an okay worker. He can't talk. He's 4'8". Like, he's so fucking short. It's not even believable when you face anybody who's taller than him. I think what hurts... don't get it. I think what hurts Pac was that, you know, he was one of the first to tell WWE that he wanted to leave, and then they said no, and they held him out for like a year. That's shitty on their part. It sucks for him. Yeah, but but then... But for me, it's just that happened, so that's okay. Then he got the big pop when he showed up to AEW, but then the pandemic happened, and he was stuck overseas for like the you know for a year and a half, and then comes back, gets hurt, comes back, someone else gets hurt in the death triangle. So it's just like his run hasn't been smooth, and but I think that's why the, he's the All Atlantic champion because they're just like, All right, if you want to be overseas, be overseas, you can defend the title. And other promotions, that's fine. Um, next match, the main event of Zero was Eddie Kingston defeating Big Tom in thirteen twenty-five in just a slap fest. It was slap a hands, slap hands, slap hands. Uh, there was a point where you look at Big Tom's chest and it was all red, but then you see the purple vein, and she's like, "What is that going to blow?" I but, mean, Eddie Kingston sucks. People just need to admit it. He's not good. He can't talk. He can't fight. He gets his feelings hurt really easily when somebody calls him fat, even though he is fat. I'm also fat, Eddie Kingston, so you can call me fat if you want. It's fine. Uh, this was physical as shit, though. It was. As the match originally was going to be... Was Ed- this as physical as uh, Gunther and Sheamus? Was it like that? They tried. Yeah, not it, quite there. Yeah, not quite there. Um, originally, it was going to be Eddie and Sammy, hmm. but then they got into the backstage argument and... Uh, Sammy hurts feelings. And Eddie threw a punch or sh- sh- pie-faced him, he I think. pie-faced him. Yeah, so. Um, well, it's basically Will Smith and Chris Walk. Sammy yeah. just said some weak-ass insult, and he got a weak-ass slap, and it became this big story that it wasn't. Yep. It's like, what, what are we doing? So uh, we get Big Tom instead, and yeah, it was just a chap, uh, chop fest for a while. Kingston won, right? Kingston won, Kingston yeah. Kingston won. Yeah, yeah. So, and their feud, as of right now, it's 1-1, so there will be a rubber match probably in a New Japan uh uh, ring so, or at uh, Rash. Good, that's a crowd that would enjoy yeah. a big Tom match. Yeah, so we'll see where it goes. Uh, forward on. Um, let's start the show off. We had so we were debating what, what match was going to start. So we thought, uh, I believe it was you and little bitch. There it is. Um, Thought it was going to be the trios championship match. That's what I thought. Because generally speaking, if the Bucks don't go on last, they like to go on first. Well, they go second because the match I thought was going to happen did happen. It was the casino ladder match, as it was um, the Joker winning. Uh, we'll get to that in a bit and later on in the show. Defeating uh, Claudio Castanoli, Wheeler Yuta, Penta El Zero, uh, Ray Phoenix, Roosh Andrade, and Dante Martin. I think I don't know if it was was it I don't know if it was you or the producer. Someone said how AEW really should work on their ladder matches. Um, it's the producer, I think. I think so too, because there were points in this match, and it's just like they they make it a Royal Rumble type batter, a Royal Rumble type entrance of the fact that it's like two people start, then every thirty seconds or every minute someone came in, like forty five, so, something like that yeah, but it doesn't. <laughs> 
like I'll say this my uh, my opinion on Roosh is that he just hasn't done anything for me in ever. Oh, sorry. In okay. AEW, oh, okay. and, and the fact that um, examples match starts with uh, with Willer Yuta and Ray Phoenix. Minute goes by, Roosh is the first person out. Has to take his goddamn time yeah, to take his head. You he's know. got so much shit on, dude. He, that he lost the entire minute. He uh, It lasts another minute to the point where they had to redo the spot in the ring. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God. And then the next person that was Andrade, same fucking situation. Let's take everything off. And it's just like, where's the urgency in this match? These two people in the match can win the title. Without anybody else like, showing up. Your entrance in this match is like <coughs> 10 seconds. You don't need to wear all that shit. Yeah. No. Just fucking come out and go. Wear dude. a shirt. You know, wear the mask and just wear the mask. But no, they wear everything. It's just like, to me, with Roosh being NAW, it's just the fact that he has looked sloppy. I don't, like, it's the, you know, of Corey's here, he would tell us. Like, the ring dimensions, like, I don't know. I There might be different between ROH before Tony Khan bought ROH, but ROH and the... AW ring dimensions might be the same. I think they're the same. I think all three of the like and they are all the same the big size, ones. I believe. They all look to be 2020. Yeah, but it's just like that idea of like I'm watching Roosh and he's just like he's sloppy at points. He's just it's just like uh he hasn't being the Roosh that when he was ROH a couple years ago being like the the number one guy in the wrestling world at one point was Roosh. It's just like I'm not seeing that at all with him being an AW. Was this the match where um, the I Am Taz thing happened, or was it? Which um, match was that? I think it was this. You know, I think it was this match or one of the pre-shows. But Shivani kept calling uh, Taz Excalibur. No, it wasn't the pre-show because it was, JR, I think because Jr. came out after they got rid of Tony, so um, it wasn't the pre-show. Because I'll just pretend it happened here. Yeah. So at one point, they were just doing commentary, and, and Shivani kept calling Taz Excalibur, Excalibur yes. Taz? Uh, Taz Excalibur. And at one point, Taz just goes, I'm Taz. I am Taz. Like all pissy? Yeah. And then we didn't really hear Tony again, and then he was off commentary. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to do the backstage <laughs> stuff now. And he just didn't come back. I think, I think JR came out... I feel like JR came out earlier than he was Jade, supposed to. I think he came out during the Jade and Athena match because he was there for the FTR match, mm-hmm. and then everybody else he was out there for. But because we didn't get the entrance, we didn't get yeah, that. He was just there. All he of just a showed up like well, Excalibur introduced uh, <laughs> uh, the Hall of Famer. So it's like what? Okay, but with the match, it was okay. It should, you know, they did. They tried to. They they did their spots of. Um, Dante Martin being a freak of nature by being able to jump 40 feet in the air. Um, you had Claudio being a strong fuck and even though the spot. Yeah. He, he was lucky that I uh, was, it It was Andre. Oh, it was Andrade. Andrade. He's lucky that, that, uh, Claudio was that strong. Yeah. Cause like, otherwise uh, Andrade was going to die. Cause the spot was like, they shoved a ladder flat ladder through an a frame ladder. And mm-hmm. then like Claudio was supposed to like pick it up and then toss him to the outside. However, the ladder wasn't the ladder broke and then the flat ladder wasn't all the way through so it came out a lot sooner than it could so it's just like a minute and a half of claudio like fuck 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 okay okay, i can lift this up and then you know (laughs) chuck him um ray phoenix doing the frog splash to the table saved his arm this time saved his arm penta doing the um 
Canadian Destroyer. Canadian Destroyer on Andrade on the ladder. So all the guys are out, and then uh, one, two, three, four, five, six people in masks came out. Yep. Someone yelled retribution, and then uh, one of the huh? There it is. As then one climbs up, grabs the top, uh, ring, and everyone's like the chip, and everyone's like, "What the hell?" And then the Rolling Stones play. Well, first uh, that dude took his mask off. Yeah, that takes the mask off, and it's one Stokely Hathaway, mm-hmm. and then the Rolling Stones play, and then a uh, the devil himself, a devil comes out. Somebody, somebody in a devil's mask comes out. Stokely hands them the chip, and ring the damn bell. And they leave. And they leave. As that's the Joker. There it is. A little, uh... I, I think it was like... I mean, it was pretty obvious who it was. Yes, but, like, it was just crazy. Just the, like, the crowd reaction was just, like, dead. They didn't know what the hell was going on. They just went, huh? Kind of a flat ending to... The match. Yeah, yeah. So, like a total flat ending. It was just more of like a, oh, here we go, boom, boom. Because I think it wasn't this, even like they really came out and like did anything to any of the headers. Like they rolled down and they just kind of came out and climbed the ladder. I was like, yeah. They least, surrounded the ladder. Beat them all up. First, because I think then... the spot before it was Yuda and Claudio going to be climbing both up. And then Dante did the springboard and then jumped on the back of Claudio. And then all of a sudden, like, here comes everybody. And like, while the Lucha Brothers and Andrade so, and. They all unmasked, so Debbie yes. Morrissey was there. Who it else was, was there? It was Morrissey. Mm-hmm. It was the Ass Boys. That's right. And uh, Ethan Page. So um, it's a weird group. It is it's a weird group. It is not gonna lie. Uh, that went fourteen fifteen as the Joker wins. Uh, the next match was the tournament finals to find out the first ever. AEW World Trio Championship as the elite of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeat. Dark Order members of Alex Reynolds and John Silver and Hangman Adam Page in 1950. I'll be honest. I'll, like, I'll be honest. I honestly did not think the Elite would win. But I think it changed once Omega came back and got the pops he was getting. I think because, you know, I I, I, I want to say even Corey said this like a month ago. It's like, they're not winning the titles. This is just to get Omega back on. Um, I thought 1,000% they were winning. I would have bet any amount of money that the Elite were winning that match. Yeah. I don't think... Because otherwise, why bring Omega back if it's not to win these titles? I think... Excuse me. I think it's because the storyline of Omega and Hangman was the... And uh, Hangman and the Bucks. Like, the Elite... Basically, the Elite story with Hangman is part of their blog, and so you need to be watching their vlog. But the story works better if they do win, because that's something else Adam Hangman Page couldn't do. Which I think they're now doing. But I I honestly thought... I just thought it was going to be... And I mean, if they were going to win, it wasn't going to be that jabroni-ass team that won. Yeah. Jesus Christ. It would have been some other team. But it was just the storyline going into it. um, Osprey's group, whatever the fuck United King called. Empire, United, United, United Empire. Empire. It would have been them. Uh, it's that idea of the fact that United Kingdom, United oh, Kingdom, it's not it, <laughs> United Kingdom, baby. It's the United Empire Kingdom. As Hangman, it's just because it's just the storyline going with Hangman going with the with the elite because they want Hangman to be their partner. He said, "No, I'm good," and he's, "I'm going to be in the cheer section of the Dark Order." And then Dark Order members got getting hurt or beat up, so that led into Hangman joining this team. Uh, again, love the uh, 
Justin Roberts intro for Kenny Omega that Kevin Ash is you know why, right? No. Uh so um they did the whole we're Osprey what I believe Corey's mentioned this before that we're Osprey and Omega looks like it will be Kingdom. Yeah. So they're starting that feud. They're you know, they're doing the whole cease and desist stuff and and you know, I'm better, I'm a better wrestler and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Omega talked trash about Osprey and all this, and then Omega's like, uh, Kevin Nash was huh, like, weird, sensing a thing with this company, right? Oh, Kevin Nash was like, I think I found my new favorite wrestler in Omega, and then Osprey popped back like, have you torn your, have you torn your both your quads yet? Type, you know, stuff like that, and that's why uh, Kevin Nash got mentioned on All Elite last night. Uh, but it, it was a good match. It went I mean, 1950. I'm gonna disagree with that. I would, I would say it was a good match. Yeah. I would say it was a match that happened. It was chaotic. However, there are points, like I mentioned earlier, in the, about how you just see them standing around waiting for their spot, waiting for their spot, and just waiting for their spot. I just... God, it took forever. Mm-hmm. It took for absolute ever. And then uh, at the end, um, oh, it yeah. looks like they had to rush out. As And then at the end, Omega's on the stage and tells the camera to not fucking walk away from him. As he Then he looks and the camera says... Everybody in the back, top that. And Which then, I said, watch a bunch of people do it. Watch. <laughs> uh, then a match that abrupted really quickly as it was for the AEW TBS Championship as Jade Cargrail, dressed up as She-Hulk, defeats Athena in 4 minutes and 20 seconds, the shortest match of the night. That's what it should have been. Yep. As, um, Athena's not a real challenger. I just, I mean, they, don't have, they don't have one yet. Yeah, they don't. Um it was okay. It was quick. It was out of like really out of the blue, and then it turns out then the match and two match also might have got cut short, as it rumors or is a match or two went long. Gee, I wonder which uh, trios match that would have been. Maybe, as our next match was another trios match, as it was Wardlow and FTR defeating Jade Lethal and the Motor, Motor City Machine Guns. Hey, uh, Kena, uh, Kenny, you know you said I followed that. Well, this one followed that and beat it. So here, here's the first one that did it. Mm-hmm. Uh, sixteen thirty. Yeah. Uh, this did not feel like sixteen thirty. No, it did not. Um, this felt like twelve. To be honest, this, it, this felt short. Was really fun. Yeah. Uh, I was going backwards. Dax. Dax is coming out to wearing his shirt. So I guess first, uh, fuck, Sanjay. Sanjay came out, came wearing, out wearing a shirt that said, fight like a 12 year old brat. brat. Yep. Which is fantastic. It's fantastic heel work. And then, uh, you know, FTR comes out wearing the, sh- the correct shirts and then he reads his daughter out. Yep. Which is awesome. Huge yep. pop from the crowd. Yep. Like, how do you boo that man at that point? Like, you get a boo in front of his daughter? Like, how do you, you boo that man? You can't. And then, then like, <laughs> They showed the sign of the, it's my birthday, and I oh. fight like an eight-year-old girl. And then Dax went over there. Dax found So they awesome, found dude. Him, yeah. I hope there's another camera angle of it, because we just kind of saw it in the corner. Yeah. I hope there's actually a camera that shows it happening, because mm-hmm. that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a fun match. You know, the second I'm seeing, I was expecting after the match a powerbomb attempt, or at least a... Um, shield esque type power bomb. Zippy the pinhead. But they didn't. But what they did after the match was they led up to uh, Dax's daughter running down to snap Sonya's Dutt's pencil, and then uh, Dax knocks him out, and they give her the pinfall. Foot on the chest. One, two, three. Yep. It was fun. It was it was a fun kind of FTR and the Motor City Machine Guns. 
hopefully down the line I, they get know, their amount. It's own not match. the best use of STR. It definitely should have been them versus the Young Bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's not the worst way to use them either. So I got them on the show in a prominent match. Mm-hmm. Uh, their match was better than the Young Bucks match. Shocking, I know. Um, it's, and it's Wardlow a, is a monster. He is. He's and an absolute monster. It's, oh, it, it's to the point with Warlow too. It's like FTR is on the on probably their best run of the careers right now. You know, they're winning all the titles, winning all the you know, the biggest pops, they're doing this. Well, what do we want to do with them? Well, at the at the time, you know, young bucks were the champs and then right nah, you know, we don't really want to face them. Okay, what do we do? Well, Warlow coming off his biggest run right now, and then it gets kind of at double or nothing with M- MJF. He you got know. lost in the he shuffle. He got lost that. in the he shuffle. Just, I mean, they took like four weeks to put the belt on him for mm-hmm. some unknown reason. So they, uh, so you know, this team, the pinnacle, as they keep calling them, you know, one pinnacle once and for all type stuff. And it's like, okay, that's cool. And then they bring in the ROH guys, and they someone post they posted a photo. Sanjay did. Of them in this of both City machine guns, lethal and uh, Dutt, and it's like them in the same position as it was the first like fifteen years apart. It was like is this where Samwal came out, or did he come out later? Samwal does come out now, That's and right. he bleeds, cuts himself. So he he uh he does like a shoulder tackle to old Zippy the pinhead, and gets hit and in the somehow belt. Somehow gets the cut. belt, the belt. Like how how. Dude, that's doing less than Ric Flair to bleed. It's the belt. What are you doing? It, it was the belt. It was uh, <laughs> it was like what uh, what they say about Stone Cold and the um, the best, the 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 Big Eagle. Yeah, that it cut him. So that's why he went to the Smoking Skull. Oh my God! Uh, next match that got came out five minutes and five seconds as Powerhouse Hobbs defeats Ricky Starks. Again, it was just like you blinked and it was like, oh, it's over. Because you were like, you... I'm a bummer, man. I was looking forward to this you match. Looking, I was, too. And, and you, uh, it did not get the time it deserved. Mm-mm. I don't, I don't know if I can say the wrong guy won. But it's, it doesn't feel like the right guy won. It's weird, right? Yeah. Because, like, you... The producer mentioned it. Like, you don't really want to see either guy lose. Somebody has to. And I was like, well... I mean, Starks is over enough where if he loses, it's probably fine. I think Starks and Hobbs needs to win at something at some point. So, you know, I think I'm okay with it. I'm, but. Yeah, I'm okay with it too. Like, Starks is getting that t- realm of Darby. Of, mm, not, not even, no, not even that. Like, because yeah, Darby can take the L yeah, and I don't he's think fine. He's there yet. Ricky's not there yet, but he's I'm, like a, he's like an elevated version of Jungle Boy. Yeah. Where he definitely needs to win some matches, but mm-hmm. a loss, depending on the situation, doesn't really hurt him. I agree. And this is probably fine because it's not the end of the feud. They're yep. for sure going to have more yep. matches. But yeah, like, it came out of nowhere. Then, like I said earlier. It was so quick, man. It's like legit five minutes. So the Athena match and this match went I mean, told. You could have cut off 10 minutes of that trios title match and had added to here, man. Uh, as that, the seventh match and ninth match were combined nine minutes and 25 seconds. Yeah, it's not, that's not right. I mean, the, honestly, the Jade match I'm fine with, I mean, she just needs to squash people. I mean, she's not good enough in the ring yet to have long matches anyways. And by doing squash matches, you hide a lot of that. Yeah. 
But also, the people are into it, and she's super fucking over, mm-hmm. and you don't need to overexpose her. You can just let her run through people until they find a credible challenger for her. Yep. Uh, the next match was for the AEW Tag Team mm-hmm. Championships, as Swerve in our glory, Keith Lee, and Swerve Strickland defeat the acclaim Anthony Bones and Max Caster with daddy ass himself out on the ringside. 22 minutes and 30 seconds. Say it right now, match of the night Match of the night. Oh, my God, what a match of the night. This was so fantastic. The Acclaim are so Are they over? over? Are they over? I, I mean, I'll... Do know, people love the Acclaim? I like to take my victory laps. <laughs> I will eat shit here. I was not in on the Acclaim. I, did, I was like, this is fucking stupid. This is a stupid gimmick. I thought it was dumb as hell. I was wrong. I was 100% wrong. I am so in on the Acclaim now. I'm so in on them. Yeah. Uh, not only was I in on it, that crowd... Was monster over for that team. Oh, scissor me, daddy. Yeah, they straight up just jacked Keith Lee's chant and put it on them. Um, it. I said it in the moment, and then I saw it everywhere else afterwards. Uh, they should have called an audible. That they should have just wrecking like it, they recognized it enough where Swerve and and Keith Lee started working heel. Yep. They definitely started working heel in the match, but they should have just called it audible and gave them the belts. If you want them to have, you know, a longer run or another title run, you can have them win it again. They don't it doesn't have to be, you know, a Road Warriors title run for them, but how you don't capitalize on that hot crowd, I don't understand, man. It was and Every false finish, that crowd was ready to blow. We were ready. We, we were all The producer gave them two more false finishes, and, and she was done. She's, and they gave her those two. She's like, I said it. She's like, I'm in. Finish it up. <laughs> but it's like, it's like this. That's two. That's two. <laughs> That's two. That's two. That's two. Um, no, it is my match tonight as well. It was <sighs> the atmosphere was chaotic. The them stealing, st- uh, stealing uh, Keith Lee's catchphrase and make it daddy ass. The you know uh, scissor me, uh, whatever. Like there was tons of daddy ass chants. Like first time probably Billy Gunn has ever gotten like the whole arena of yeah, a Billy whole Gunn arena has of, never been this over. It like, is crazy. What? How many people? Twenty. Uh, it was probably eighteen thousand, something like that. Because it doesn't say there. Were they at the um, United Center? They were at the. Or they were at Rosemount. Oh no. 10,000. It's at the now. They're at the now, originally the Sears. Okay, 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 okay. According to this, it's. Uh, I mean, it was sellout either way. I mean, it sellout, was. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. The crowd was so hot. Oh, my so God. Hot. And, like, Billy Gunn's the focal point of the. It's just like. But there were so many false finishes. Uh, There's, you know, they. I think they played up to the knee injury for Bowens. That's yep. why he slipped on the rope twice. They attacked the knee. You know, what you said earlier about how Keith Lee and Strickland noticed this because it was babyface versus babyface. And they noticed Although I it. I think technically the claim were heels, technically. They're heel. They're, but they're, like, they're the, tweeners. They're so over that they're, they're not heels anymore. Yeah, they're yeah. definitely faces. Yes. And it was like they noticed, like, Okay, we're the we're the villains here. All right, let's just go the villain route. And you know there were spots in this match. You're like, ah, oh, fuck, it's over. And then they break it up. Then you're like, oh yes, they're gonna win. The claim's gonna win. And then they switch it back over. Like like a pole. It was well so done. It was well done. Well done. Yeah. However, the wrong team did win. <laughs> and you know we're all huge Swerve Strickland fans here, yes. man. We are 
giant fans of Swerve, and like, yeah, you probably should have lost that match, buddy. Uh, when we get to the press report, I'll bring up what Heath's talked about. Uh, then the next match was the Federal Foray for the interim AEW World Championship as Thunder Rosa had to relinquish her, or just well, no, she, not relinquish. She's, not like, she's, she's just uh, she's on she's the hurt. she's, she's hurt. on the IL. Her quotation, according to the rumors. quote, she hurt her smile and lost it. Uh, as uh, Tony Storm defeats Britt Baker, DMD, Jamie Hayter, and Hakiro Shida in 1420, which was the rumor of what was going to happen if it was Thunderstorm going against each other. Because, I mean, I think it came out that she just straight up said, I'm not losing to Tony Storm. That's what the rumor, yeah. And uh, I was like, well, that's annoying. And uh, Thunderosa, Shawn Michaels, you're not, so you don't really have that kind of pull. Um, Did you see those memes, though? No. It's Shawn Michaels losing his smile photo, but he has the Thunder Rosa paint on. <laughs> but it is Shawn. I'm like, yes, this is That's what so I need. Great, this dude. is what I want. So, like, so my, like, fix for that, I was like, well, then they essentially what Vince should have done. Like, fine. Who will Thunder Rosa lose to? Mm-hmm. Britt Baker? Fine. Have Britt Baker win the match, then, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But apparently she won't lose to Britt Baker either. Like, you don't have that call, bitch. Mm-hmm. It's like you just—it's not your choice to make. I think I think that with Tony winning, so I'm guessing they said you're losing to Tony. Like I think so. You're just you're you are or you're losing you're, you're losing the title either way. One way or another, either in a match or I'm taking it from you. You're, and then <laughs> when we have the interim, the unification, you're losing that. Yeah, because um, so I wonder if they're going to like do a triple threat and maybe. then she the other person gets pinned or whatever. Maybe uh, I just know that's that a cop out. But I think. Tony Stormer's going to win, was supposed to win it one way or another. They, you know, they did this, the fatal four-way. There was points where the crowd wanted Jamie Hayter. Like, there was, throughout the whole night. Jamie and, Hayter was the most over person in that and match. He, like, Bowens was, like, it's just the things of the people that AEW are homegrown, growing of the homegrown of, like, Hayter or Bowens or Caster. They were just they were the ones getting the chance like you would have a CM Punk or a Moxie type thing during their matches. Um, like I think the right person won here. I think so too. Um, but it's Jamie Hayter's like wildly over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I think they you know they they put in that whole Britt Baker costing Hayter the match at point. So it's like Give okay it to that feud getting that feud. Yep. Uh, but overall, you know Tony Storm. Sh- Deserved it was a, win. a good little four-way. Yeah. I had nothing wrong with it. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, the next match was Christian Cage defeating Jungle Boy <laughs> in 20 seconds. Not by match. Well, <laughs> he, uh, hear me out. Um, Jungle Boy comes out looking for Luchasaurus, turns around Luchasaurus. You yeah, didn't see the giant dinosaur standing next to you, yeah, but it's fine. Choke slams him off the stage onto the pyro we grate. We thought it was going to be like a crash pad or something. No, it, it was, was legit. Like great. Uh, they post the he posted a photo and it he has like thirty so lines. Brutal dude. He has the great lines. That in. looks so bad. And then Jungle Boy, uh, then Luchasaurus power bombs Jungle Boy through the table. Uh, Christian Spears and Kill Switch for the win. Um, not because any of the matches went long. I guess Christian had a, he had a uh, elbow brace on or an arm brace, and he had might have a serious injury. So uh, of course, so uh, that's why uh, summer of injuries, baby. Yep. So you can add him to it as um, yeah. That went twenty seconds. Then our next match was Lionheart Chris Jericho defeating the American Dragon Brian Danielson in twenty three minutes and forty seconds. First of all, way too long. 
Second of all, did I call it or did I not call it? The Jericho was winning the match. You, know, you, you called it. You can take take your lap. I he just sucks the life out of anything that is good in that company. It's hey Jericho, you should wrestle Hangman and Page. I don't get it. Like there's it's, no it's, it's way like, he should have won that match. You know, dude. I, I I I'm probably wrong here, but it's like that wrestling one on one I've talked about before uh, earlier with. Um, who was it? Who was talking? I, I was talking about, it was, I think, another show. Oh, Drew McIntyre. About how you're the baby face, and you've been getting slaughtered. You've been getting beat up. You've been getting attacked. Even though Brock Danielson has been hurt with a concussion, and he's been gone for a while, he's come back and started his feud with Jericho. However, it's with Daniel Garcia. So, you know, that's how, you know, that what we've talked about with factions before. You start at somebody, and you rush your way up to get to the main event. And it's just, again, it's like one of those things of, of course, Jericho wins. Of course he wins. Uh, he won every match in the Kingston feud. Kingston beat him up. Yep. Kingston did this. The, uh, the one match he lost was the blood and guts. But the one-on-one matches, Jericho somehow won. So this time, I'm like, it's Danielson. Come on, you know. Uh, Danielson's a team player. Fuck it. Uh, Jericho, you can win this one. This is the second straight pay-per-view he has pinned Brian Danielson. Mm-hmm. So he pinned him at Forbidden Door in that uh, Anarchy match. The one before. No, no, he wasn't at Forbidden or Door. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... Well, it was uh, Double Nothing, right? Was that where it was? Yes, Double yeah. Nothing. Yeah, he pinned him there, too. Yep. So... I don't... What are they doing, it was, man? Okay, I'll say this. <laughs> that combat crew is not doing great. Not, not tonight. Not, not, on a, not on a hot streak right now. Yep. As, um... But, like... We I talked about it during the match, and it's just like Danielson's speed was at a one. Like he, Jericho looked gas after ten. He has to slow down so much to have Jericho stay with him. Mm-hmm. It's just it's embarrassing at this point. Mm-hmm. Jericho should not be wrestling longer than ten minutes because yep. he can't. He physically can't do it. It was a he slowed. He was slow. It was just like all right, get to it. All right, all right, all right. All right, here we go. Here we go. And then. Jericho low blows him and hits the Judas effect for the win, and it's just like get out of here. He hit the Judas effect cleanly. It looks stupid, yeah. botchy because it's it, it, it was know, to the point where it's Chris Bochico. Jericho was as red as what Lesnar was a couple years ago. After Lesnar went like five minutes, but he looked like uh, Eddie pur- Kingston just slapped his entire body for twenty five minutes. Yeah, he was so red. purple and red. That's where Jericho was, and it's just like watching Danielson. He's just like scratch mark a bru- you know mark here, mark there, and just like. What's going on? Um, then our next match was another six-man tag as Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro defeat, event. defeat the House of Black of Malachi Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews. Um, it was fine, you know. Just I think it's okay. Again, we talk about like WWE how they they try to get everybody on the show. You don't need to. Man. This is what they're doing. We have had three. Three, three trio matches, yeah, and a seven-man ladder match, and one tag match. I just like, not everybody like has to be on the show, man, because then it gives you something to work towards. Mm-hmm. If there's a reason you're not on the show, for whatever reason that is, good or bad, it gives you something to strive toward next time you up your game a little bit because you want to get on that show. Yep, uh, Malachi blackout busted open by Sting by like a hard punch. Did we ever find out what it was a punch? I think it was a punch because he was punching him, and then Malachi put the headlock on, and then they like, zoomed in. You just saw the blood. Yeah, there was just blood pouring out of his yeah. eye. Um, 
Dar- Miro wins. Uh, I mean, Darby wins. Miro sta- runs off. So uh, it's that storyline of he's not. He didn't. He wasn't going to tag him in the get go. Yeah, that that is storyline. That's yeah, storyline. Uh, Sting with his own Sting mist to Malachi Black. <laughs> Uh, weird, but the real story is that at the end of the match, the House of Black all hugged on top of the stage. Malachi was the last one to leave. He bows and blows uh, the crowd a kiss. So the rumors are circulating that he may be leaving because he asked for his release a couple weeks ago, not because of wrestling. He said it's mental, and Khan said no, yeah. but. People think after what they saw. Well, he also could just get time off. Yeah. Which I, that's what I would um, assume. Tony Khan be like, I'm not going to release you, but just take some time off. Go home. Yeah. Take some time off. It's fine. Take care of whatever you need to take care of. Uh, for whatever it's worth, uh, Tony Khan wouldn't answer questions about it after the press. He did not. Yeah. Hey, somebody asked him, he was like, yeah, no comment on that. He's like, did you see that? He goes, I didn't see that. And he's like, that was probably for the crowd, you know? Um, but. More. I suspect he's not going to be there, at yeah. least for a while. Just take some time off. He says it's mental, so let it, you know, just take your time. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, miss the House of Black. It's not great. I'm going to miss Julia Hart. She just went heel. What are I we mean, doing? Here? What are we doing? <laughs> she, she can still do stuff. I hope. You don't need Malachi Black. You can still have the group. She is the new leader. She's the new leader. She's like, like Ripley. Just like Rhea. She's there like Rhea, baby. There we go. All the other is good. And then for the main event for this All Out. Finally, why the crowd was here. Was for the AW World Championship as CM Punk defeats John Moxley in 1955 to become a two-time AW champion in three months. In three months, WCW. WCW. Uh, so, real time. Because I thought about this after I left. Yeah. Real time, because I had forgotten entirely about the ladder match. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, what the fuck is the point of this stupid ass story?" Yeah. Because, I mean, you guys heard, I was saying that Moxie should win the match. Like, if you're going to have this whole storyline, uh, have Punk lose. Yeah. Just have Moxley win. That's fine. And it gets Moxley, it gets Moxley super over. Because that's two straight wins over Punk, because one the, of which was convinced. You the, know what I mean? Because it's, it's a big win. And then, because I forgot about the ladder match. I completely mm-hmm. forgot about it. And then as soon as it ended, I was like, uh, oh. makes sense because like Got it. the storyline, yeah, the storyline <laughs> is that the um, Moxley is basically saying that he's the best wrestler in the world. He's the best wrestler in AEW. No one believes that, and you know we're witnessing history on that forefront, and that's why he defeats Punk. And then for me, watching the storylines, like last week on Dynamite, he came out, uh, Moxley came out with an open contract. It's like. Whoever fucking wants this, boom. I thought that was a good promo. I think that was. It was. Yeah, that part was good. And then Punk comes out, and he's about to do a, it sounds like a retirement promo. Yep. And then Ace Steel comes out. He's like, you're mm-hmm. fucking CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Says that, actually. Actually says that, and fine. Uh, so uh, did you hear about that? He, uh, he, as soon as he walked back, yeah. he apologized to Tony and said, that's my bad. I did not mean to say that. Yeah. And he paid his fine right there. Yeah. He just paid his own fine. He fined himself. Yep. He yeah. paid it. Which, He's like, I did not mean to say that. I would, my bad. Yeah, because the, the <laughs> we'll get to it in a minute about how uh, I'll just bring it out. They had an all all uh, talent meeting, and one of the things that came out was that Discovery and Warner Brothers 
would want them wants them to tone down. Well, that they got a memo from. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. I mean, they just got told like, yeah, you got to stop with the language, dude. You got to tone it it's down. Nuts. Yeah. And next will be blood. Yes. They're gonna tone down the blood because yeah. it's a lot every week. Somebody's bleeding like a stuck pig. Moxley. Yes. Um, so uh, the promo of Punk was him. Well, I'm gonna retire. A still comes out. Fuck. And then slaps him. And then all of a sudden, fucking from the grave here comes punk and he runs in the crowd being the lion king himself someone's offering them their simba <laughs> and he's like i'm fighting for chicago i'm like i just i just did not like that because of the fact it's just him going like oh, you know i just couldn't cut it uh first he insults a fat guy you know he has 15 screws and it turns out that he might have been chanting cole cabana no he was we're, we're getting to that in a minute oh, no, he's, he's straight up chanting cole cabana and so we have that and then it's just like I just didn't like that promo leading into it. And then just because he's like, I'm done. I'm, uh, and then all of a sudden, I'm the fucking best in the world. You know, just like that. Yeah. So I liked that second half. Yeah. I thought the first part was terrible because he is not a good enough actor to pull that off. Yeah. I was like, no one believes you're retiring, dog. Yeah. No one believes this. I liked when they still came out. I thought the promo actually picked up a lot there. Uh-huh. I thought it made I, sense for the character. I, I just um, didn't like it. I didn't like it. So, But the second time Mox came out that night was terrible. Yeah, promo sucked. And um, just back to the drinking blood and for the for the match, snorting bones. For the match, I think it was good. I liked it. I'll give it a three and a half. It was good. Yeah, I'll give it three and a half. It's uh better than Moxley can normally do, but that's because he's in North Punk and Punk yeah. can get a good match out of almost anybody. Yeah, look at you, Adam Page. And um, um it, like it was good. Uh, you know, they did the they tacked the leg. There was like a spot that like Moxley put the leg the bad leg on like the ropes and just kicked the ropes. I'm like, mm-hmm. oof, that fucking hurt. There were some spots like, I was so great, Bob. Did, yeah. Did not. Punk so bled, uh, punk was the one that bled. Yeah, yeah. Took a header to the post and then they and then, bladed, you know, um, giggity gig, giggity, giggity. As that happened, it was just like, okay. And then punk wins and then the lights go out. Lights like, go out. Oh, Malachi fuck. Black's here. Malachi Black. And then a <laughs> noise. Voicemail. Uh, not a voicemail. Oh, it was. It was a voicemail. It was voicemail first. And it was Tony Khan going like, uh, um, hey, man, I want you at uh, All Out. I'll put you in the uh, ladder, match. ladder match. You don't have to. I won't. You don't have to sign the extension. I'll pay you beep, this amount. You know, get back to me. And then... A old ROH CM Punk, like the greatest uh, trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he never exists. Yep. Classic line. Classic line. And then the Joker shows yep. up. Takes the mask t- off. Turns around, takes the mask off, and then puts a little scarf over him. dun 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 Chicago. Chicago. Not shocking that he got a monster pop. Yeah. Not shocking at all. You can't cut the promo that he cut in May and not come back to a giant baby face pop. And he came out. MGF comes out. Didn't say anything. Doesn't say anything. Does the I want the belt and says it's coming home with me and then flips the everybody flips off. Flips the crowd off. And leaves. And that's how we end with Punk posing in the ring. So overall... I'll say this about All Out. It was a total of almost five hours around. I'll be honest, but for me, 
for me, I know you had to work, so it was more daunting. Oh, I was getting tired. Yeah. At the end, I was like, oh my for God, you, dude. For me. I'm so tired. For, I have to get up in six hours. Right. <laughs> but uh, for me, it wasn't that bad. Like, it was like, again. So it was better than Forbidden Door for me. Forbidden Door felt like it took 16 fucking years to get there. Agreed. For me, again, it, I think it was just well-paced, but there's also, like, those questions of, like, oh, we didn't need this match. We didn't need the Jungle Boy match. The... You know, the yeah, like that jungle thing, you could have done that on dynamite. Yeah, you could didn't, didn't need to be on pay per view at yeah. all. And with how AEW treats some of their, you know, matches being a want to make dynamite a pay per view, I could have just been put yeah, on that's it. Fine. But, um, I enjoyed myself, and you know, I think that was it for AEW, right? You know, well, well, no, here's the thing, here's the thing. Then, directly after that show, uh, as, as they are wont to do now, they do a media scrum. Yep. And Punk comes right in after the match. He is still pouring buckets of sweat. He's, he, he's in sweat. He walked from the ring to that media room. Yep. And, uh, you know, we're just going to ask questions, lighthearted answer, and he just... First question, uh, though. No, he didn't get a question. He's like, uh, first thing. before you ask a question, and he turns to a guy, Nick something. He's Houserman? Like, I can't remember his name. Yeah. I cannot remember. I apologize, Nick. I can't remember where you work. Nick, I apologize. Nick from the scrum. Nick Offerman, got it, from Parks and Rec. Got there it. it is. So he's like, uh, did you used to do improv? And first I was like, what in the fuck is he talking about? I had no idea what was and, going on. And, like, and because of the fact also the media scrum logo was still on the board. Like that's yeah. how like that's how like off the cuff this is. Yeah. It's just like AEW Media Scrum in a minute. Like it'll be start soon. And then you just say like, Oh, you did improv, huh? And then kicked over. Uh so I saw a different uh feed, not the AEW official feed. Okay. So I saw the whole interaction. Oh, uh, was it the side angle? Yeah, okay. some other, yeah, some other, whoever cat company was had it rolling. We did the yeah. deadpan. So uh, the guy answers, I used to do it with Scott Colton. He's like, you still, you still friends with Scott Colton? And then he, he backpedaled and said no, that kind of thing. And then Punk went off. Nuclear. Oh my God, he went scorched earth on he, old Colty Cabana. He he didn't call him Colt. He called him his bias. Oh, I know. Yeah, but it was just like that. He just, for like. It was like, about five minutes. Five, he just went off about how he's like, you know what? I don't need to fucking do this after winning this title, but I'm going to fucking do it. It's not my fault that Scott is. I don't give a fuck about Scott. I don't care where he eats. He sleeps. I don't give a fuck about him. I don't care where he works or where he doesn't work. It's not my fucking fault. He brings up the podcast stuff about how he's like, you know, I used to pay for everything, his rent until I decided not to. I have emails. I have receipts. I have emails saying, hey, you know, I'm getting a lawyer, blah, blah, blah. And then he's like, you know why? I was going to countersuit him, but I found. Well, well, he did countersuit. He did. And then in the process of discovery, that he's, it came out that he was sharing a bank account with his mother. So then he's like. Which I don't know why it's weird, though, whatever. That's. A weird hill to die on. But. but then he's like, you know what? I said no because I didn't want to screw the mom over and just went off. And like Tony Khan tried to stop it. And he's like, you know, I should have said no comment. But Con- CM Punk's like, no, 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 no. Fucking dumbass hangman Adam Page trying to go <laughs> fucking, on. What do you call him? He called him uh, like brain dead brain or something. Dead, like brain Airhead dead, or some airhead, shit. hangman Adam Page to go on live TV to jeopardize a million dollar 
Uh, it's like Punk was reciting what I said about a month ago. Um, Almost verbatim what I said. Jeopardizing a million dollar gate mm-hmm. on his back. Uh-huh. For this dumb at fucks EVPs's, you know, gain. You fucking EVPs don't know how to run a fucking target. You guys laughed at me when I said this was all about Cole Cabana. I got laughed at. I was like... <laughs> It you can take your was legitimately about <laughs> yep. Colt Cabana because Adam Page felt the need for some fucking reason to just to stick up for that d bag. When he said he's who's fighting, not relevant, when he he doesn't matter if they fired him tomorrow, nothing about the company changes. He yep. doesn't matter. He's an irrelevant mm-hmm. spoke on that wheel. It does not matter. Yep. And Adam Page is lucky that CM Punk is as professional as he is. Because CM Punk recognized that they had a pay-per-view in six days when this happened. We talked about this in May. That, that promo made no fucking sense for Matt Page. It was, we, it was so we weird. We were confused. We were like, why? Why? He ran so, in circles. Now that the whole story came out, like Punk just sat there and took it and kept the, the match going and saved Adam Page the biggest I, payday I, he's ever had. I don't know why you're mad at me. I respect you. That's what so, we kept saying. That's, you know, we were confused by all this. Now that all of this has come out, and we know what it's all about now. Uh, first of all, this was fantastic. This was so great. My social medias were uh, gone. I felt a little bad for Tony. Ah, uh, yes. Because uh, whatever you want to say, like, they are his EVPs. They they run the company, right? It, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I was talking to you guys this before we went on air. If Tony Khan, mostly to the, to the, to the big extent, but if Kenny Omega... And Nitt and Matt Jackson had balls. They would fire CM Punk tomorrow. They would fire him. What other job can you go on in front of national media and talk like that about your boss? You can't. No. No one it, ever can do that. I know wrestling and combat sports is weird, so it's yeah. a weird thing. Yeah. But it 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 was chaos. But like, it, just have Tony sit there and just have to be like. There's a gif I saw of do, him. What do I do? Because the, the producer, you know, showed me. he's like. So, what did Punk say that was a lie? What did he say that was wrong? He 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 said None he, of he's it. like Meltzer's there. He's like Dave. What I've done? Absolutely fucking yeah, nothing. And Dave, who has no nuts to speak of, wouldn't say shit. Yeah. This is dude, and this is my problem with people like that. You have us right now. You can call him out right now for whatever horseshit you think he's done wrong. Say it. Be a man. Go behind the keyboard. And say it to his face, but you won't. You do it on your keyboard. You're a coward. You do it on your, uh, your $5 uh, newspaper. Like, dude, say it or don't. Yeah. Shut your mouth then. I don't yeah. want to hear you say another fucking word about it. So it was just all chaos for like this whole, like, you know, like they were bringing up questions of like, <laughs> he's yeah. like, I have to go back to this. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, um, <laughs> dude, he was in a mood. He oh was hot. God. He was hot. Like, I have, I have, uh, Jr. just oh. texting me about how Punk ruined the weekend. He he made the weekend. What the hell is he talking about? I don't. I don't. Anyway, he has no pulse. But it was that's just why we fired it, him. That's why we that's got him out of here. That's why he's out. Uh, but it was just like it was just that chaos of just like. I was saying the gif. There was like a photo, a gif of Tony Khan like drinking, drinking. He's like, like a big gulp, like wide eyes, like oh shit, like because now he has to go to the office. To, well, probably not today, but tomorrow. tomorrow and yeah. Fucking deal with this. Yes. Like there was reports that I saw him this morning. So you guys texted me, and I was like, I, I literally have to go to sleep. Yeah, I will yeah. watch it tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have to get up and like very soon. Yeah. I have to go to work. Yes. 
but so there was reports that like they were obviously they were pissed off of what Punk said, mm-hmm. and they threatened to leave. And I was like, <laughs> "Deuces!" Because so <laughs> don't let the so, door hit you with a good Lord slit you. <laughs> according to the reports, according is that they were going to be a um, the trios yeah. elite were supposed to be part of the scum scrum. I they were in a scrum, all right, well, but not I'm the media. Sure, one. they were supposed to be. They were supposed to be. The rumor is that they were supposed to be. Because it was Kenny Omega's be. first pay-per-view. They, he should have been he out there. He should have been out there. Mm, However, whoops. Uh, they changed that up, and then they did. Um, I want to say, I don't think. I think they are they're planned, but they moved them ahead. It was uh, Swerving Our Glory. Yeah. So it was Keith Lee and uh, Strickland. But according to the reports now, is that. There was an altercation between a steel punk and the elite. As during the scrum, people like they saw <laughs> yeah. a two on three. I'm still putting money on punk and a steel. Talk. They, they they're uh, <laughs> they're saying that on uh, during the presser that they could see security guards be running through the hallways or a security guard. So <laughs> punk punk started this presser like. Hey, fuck, fuck Scott. By the way, you know who made more money off, who's named money off the name of uh, CM Punk? Looks at Tony. You're not there yet. Vince McMahon and Scott. Yep. And it's just like, oh my God, what is happening? I love it. So, uh, I mean, the Tony Storm and Swerving on Glory and Jericho, they didn't say anything of no, no, whatever. So I was going to ask you about this. Yes. So, uh, so obviously they're setting up for MJF and Punk. Yes. Obviously. Yep. So now that that scrum happened, and mm-hmm. you know whatever the fallout is from that, mm-hmm. we have dynamite's going to be so fun on Wednesday. Oh yes, we have to deal with right. Yes. So this is my booking now. Okay. And I said this in the time, but I, I fully support it now. I think MJF beats or should beat Punk at in our thrash mm-hmm. because you can then pivot to Adam Page and CM Punk. Because, and Tony said this multiple times in the scrum that I mean, he acknowledged, you know, that he wouldn't say names, but they're wrestlers. They don't like each other. Mm-hmm. But in our business, you can use that to build towards a match. That's the whole point, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we all know this. The best matches are usually from between people who love each other or hate each mm-hmm. other. Those are the best matches. So you can't have Omega and the Bucks do anything with Punk because they're in the trios thing. It's yep. just, they're, that's no. fine. That's fine. They're taking up with that. That's fine. So the odd man out is Paige. It makes sense. There's already the natural storyline with Adam Page and Punk. So I think you pivot to that. And this is why I like this idea. If Adam Page is the pillar that people think that he thinks he is, mm-hmm. and he thinks he is ready to run with the big boys, and this is a this is the big leagues now. He opened his mouth, now he's in it. You now have all the attention you wanted, and you can be in a ring holding a microphone with CM Punk standing across from you. You know how many people have tried and held their own with CM Punk in a, in a promo? Not many. Steen has done it. Triple H can do it. Mm-hmm. MJF did it. Hey, man tried the first that's, that's time. A, that's about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, there's not many people who can hang with him. On, like Kingston didn't. He tried, but he didn't. Punk was better. Um, there's not a lot of people who can do it. If you think you're that good, you now have your opportunity. And if you if you rise to the occasion and you hold your own, great. They've made a star. But if you flame out, 
You have nobody to blame but yourself. Mm-hmm. No one made you stick up for Colt Cabana. Literally nobody. That was a choice you made. Colt Cabana's a grown-ass man. If he really wanted to talk to him, he could have. You know? That's, he doesn't need you to speak, fucking fight his battles for him on national TV. He's a grown-ass man. He can figure it out. Yep. Uh, so I, I hope they pivot to that because, you know, we'll see. We'll see what yep. Adam Page has. It's, uh, it was... Because now, if MJF's back, man, he needs to beat Punk anyways. It makes sense for the story. Mm-hmm. And you kind of need to strike on this, I think, while it's this hot. Especially if MJF is back now, you can have him carry the title picture. You don't need Punk in it right now. Mm-hmm. It's um, not the, the path they wanted, but... It's kind of the hand they've been given. Yeah. You, can't, you should kind of play the it, hand you've been dealt. It's, it's like the WWE version of the Daniel of the Daniel Bryan situation of mm-hmm. when no the internet like no we want Bryan we want Bryan we don't want Randy and Batista we want Bryan you and get then, both now you got both yeah you went for you it you kind of have both yeah uh, I but just, with the, that presser man like that's the only thing that's talking about right now like yeah the the pay per views which pay- is a bummer yeah man which, but when you, you know, know you understand it but. Yeah. It's like when even the presser when Punk was still there, they brought up MJF and he's like, "Fuck this dude, fuck this little prick." He's back. I don't. Uh, I'm tired of wrestling all these pricks. The grass, the grass isn't greener on the other side. You know, like you want to water the grass to, you know. He's like, it's not greener. It's not green on the other side. It's greener where you water it. And, and MJF likes like, the shits where he eats instead of water his grass. Yeah. So that is just it's storyline work. Yeah. That that's like honestly, they actually may not love each other. I actually get like Rock Austin vibes. Where it's professional, and yeah. they know what they're doing. They're selling pay-per-views and TVs. They know what they're doing. Like, mm-hmm. I actually see that as very professional between them two. It's just, you know, it's heated. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, a, yeah. it's a very good rivalry. It's a professional rivalry. Mm-hmm. We're like, the other stuff, not so professional. Nope. Uh, <laughs> not, not so professional. Not, not, when, not, not when after the CM Punk part in, it's like, uh, the rumors, you know. Uh, they got in a, a scrum themselves on the outside, and then it turned out that maybe the elite were like "fuck this company" type shit. You know, it's like we don't. You know, it's all you know. It's which as of right now, I mean, it, nobody believes. I mean, they they're like owners say. of the company. It, yeah, they're not going to leave. Yeah, they're not going to leave. You know. But it's like you know, you'll see a bio soon from the Bucks making a smart ass comment or something like, you know. But that's so, but that is actually why I don't respect what they do. I think they're fucking cowards, all three of them. Like literally, CM Punk set in front of national media and said names. So this is why I fucking hate you and why they don't, he doesn't make some like passive aggressive ass Twitter bio. Like if they say like in their Twitter bio, CM Punk is a punk Mark bitch. I'll respect him more, but they won't. They'll say some half ass like Twitter comment that their fans will love and it won't mean any shit. And they're not going to say anything on TV. I'm not going to say anything to his face. That one of the funny things about the press was when Punk leaves, and it's just Connie says, he's a good guy. Like, he's a good guy. And just like, oh, fuck. I think like, he is a good guy. Yeah. I just think that... Uh, and then, like, reports came out. He's at a point where he doesn't go... The worst thing they could do to see a Punk is fire him, and he doesn't yeah. give a fuck doesn't if they do. Like, what's he going to do? Go home. Hang out a, with his dog and his wife. He doesn't care. It's that crazy thing of the fact, like, legitimately after, it's like, fightful... Uh, shit's happening backstage. The 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 roster is divided. You have your pro punks. You're you know you're, you're not veterans. against We're punks. Uh, you have the people that are pro punk. Dan Housen, FTR. You know, and like 
The, uh, you see that Punk was wearing Danhausen's boots? He was because they're they were the perfect fit, as you put he it. He said that uh, he said he's had all kinds of like footwear because he can't find footwear that works anymore. And he's like, Danhausen's like, you want to try them on? And he's like, Dude, you're like, we're like a ten, and they just they fucking no, fit perfectly. Did you see what Danhausen treated? No, his boots were in the main event, and his boots are champion. So uh, he probably was like, not to pay him more money. Yep, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, then like Matt Hardy tweeted out photos of him with the elite, so it's like okay, so he's on their side. But so 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 far in a rumble, we have Ace Steel, CM Punk, and FTR yeah. versus Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Matt Hardy. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. go ahead and still take the CM Punk yeah. team. Still gonna go ahead and take them. It's it's just that crazy thing I said earlier in the show about how Channel Four News team is there. Yeah. <laughs> the Ocho and the the and the, we're saying it's like how I said earlier about how. According to you know, according to social media and what we see on the news and all this, how the roster, the morale has flipped. AW was the come here, we're happy. Now it's like I mean, we said it was going to yeah. right. We have ta- we've we've talked about this podcast for a year. Like at some point, like something's gonna break. The honeymoon's gonna be off. Like it is. It happens to every company. Nothing is special about this company. There's gonna be factions. You're going to have disagreements. It's just how you... So, this is what I hope. Like, why I love this drama shit is so entertaining to me. I hope they're not like WWE in this fact. Like, in WWE, when this shit happens, there's, like, backstabbing and politicking. Honestly, I would rather than just get in a fucking fight in the back and just deal with it and move on past it. And, you know, if you're not going to like each other, fine, but at least make money out of it. Mm -hmm. Like, utilize this for TV and get both of you paid. Yep. Don't um, like politic and backstab. And don't do that horse shit that ruins so many locker rooms. Mm-hmm. Greet grown-ass men and either talk about it or fight about it, but then move on. As So, yeah, as you said, the presser went on with uh, Swerving Our Glory. Um, during that, Tony Khan mentioned that he might do the rematch of the claim and... Them and Strickland being the guy, like in the heel, the heel. But it's, it was it was fun too because he's like, it's like I read all your shit, I read all your, listen to your podcast, I to all the people yeah, the in the media, yeah. and he's like, I listen to it all. You guys haven't congratulated us. You haven't said anything. You just you you call us paper champions, mm-hmm. and he, I just, it was just awesome to see just because of the fact he's like, why why give him another tire shot? Because the crowd wanted him to win it. Fuck them. They they want they have to beat us and they haven't yet. So and it's money. Yeah. Money. He knows he knows he, he knows, knows what's up. Yes. And like Keith Lee's like I bet you he's in the punk crowd. Maybe. And like Keith Lee's just like, well, if you want You're no problem, guys. No yeah, he, Keith Lee's the baby fa- the baby face here. And you know, he's like, Yeah, if you guys want me to uh if you want us to face the acclaim again, Jesus. we will. If not, Whatever you want, but like service was like fuck them. We're you fuck you media too because I listened to like Keith Lee's like I got off Twitter like I got off social media and like fuck a claim as a staff record label and as a motherfucking crew. There it is. As uh, Keith Lee's like I got off social media and he's like the only thing I hear is when Swerve sends me your stuff <laughs> and it's like you just like just bad mouthing us. You guys are saying we don't deserve it. We're this. We're that. But, you know, Strickland's just like, fuck you, motherfucker. And there's like, honestly, there's like a 13-year-old kid in the crowd as a, one of the media guys. And he's just like, fuck. He's always there. So, like, some kid. He's, yeah. always, he's always there. Yeah. Um, that brought up, though, uh, during the meantime, when they're trying to figure out who's coming in next, they had that kid there. And they brought, it was when Jericho was coming in. And 
Tony Khan mentioned the story about how he was at Jericho's last ECW show. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, you can take a, you can find the, I forgot what show it was, but you can freeze it at one point and you can see Tony Khan as the 13 year old in the crowd. And he was just talking about how he loved Chris Jericho back then. He thought, you know, he was sad as shit that Jericho was leaving the WCW. He was all this. And he just like, he just went all over rant about how like he's been loving wrestling, loving Jericho since then, about how they did the side by side of the Lionheart then and now and just how like yeah and they said he looked good and it was just like it was just tony going on around how he loved wrestling and stuff but then you know internet social media was still buzzing about punk tw- not not no less than 20 minutes ago um but then jericho did a non jer a out of character out of character you know presser about how you know he likes the character he's been going with um, he was shocked and all that he got, they got the Rolling Stones to play their, got to play their one song. And he's like, we tried to do, um, like ACDC. We tried to do Van Halen and they're like, they won like million plus for a song. And he's like, I'm honestly surprised the Stones did it for, she's like pretty much. And Colin's like, not that much. And it's like, huh, okay. Um, but he just loves being the you know the heel that he is right now and he he mentioned it when he loses that's a great match but when Jericho wins everybody shits on the show and he's like I love that fact because I can just overdo it all um I want to say Jericho was the last part of the presser because then then, just Tony by himself and then Tony for a little bit but then like Tony then found out was told that there was a you might want to go check on your EVPs and your talent. Uh, yeah, the only thing of note that Tony that came out from Tony was that he was a little pissy. Oh that yes. WWE decided to run yes. two shows as, on Labor Day weekend. As he, they asked him about his, the, what do you think he would do for the buy the buy rate, the digital, you know, buys, the digital yeah. buys, and he thinks they think at least a million for sure. But he wasn't saying numbers, but he's just like you know, normally on Labor Day weekend we're by ourselves, so we should be do good, but. We're to the third show this week. Yeah. And as he put it, I feel what Dave Crockett felt like. Jim Crockett. Let me say Dave. No, Jim, Dave Crockett was the drunk guy. I don't know. I know. I just want to say it again. <laughs> uh, Jim Crockett, how uh, you know somebody came on their uh, turf. Yeah. But the funny thing about Jim Crockett is I have a lot more money than him. Yeah. So if they want to go to fucking war, I'll fucking do <laughs> stuff that they can't do. And yeah, make not, it, it's not a fucking game to me. It's not no I game. I have a lot more fucking money than Jim Crockett. I was like, Oh yeah. shit! Like that, what Mike just said. Punk that inspired was, the fuck out of him. What Mike just said. That was what he basically said verbatim. Like yep. if they want to fucking do this, this ain't a fucking game. I got more money. He's I can, wrong, I can, dog. and I can do stuff that they can't. And it's just like, damn, damn son. So I can't wait for dynamite. I can't wait for dynamite. I can't wait. Uh, you know, uh, I'm intrigued to see if they do another show. On Labor Day week, probably, you know, they don't, you know, they, cause they mentioned too in the, with the presser, it's like, Hey, they asked him about, you know, someone brought up to ask him like, Hey, with Triple H in charge, do you see maybe a cross brand, mm-hmm. like a, you know, forbidden door type thing. And he was like, you know, now it could, but right now the way they treated me, no. And yep. they're like, what do you mean treat you? It's like, I've been kind of them since day one and I'm not seeing any of the 
You know, like he sends him Jericho, Big Show, Danielson to do a Cena thing. He yep. does them, lets them do the A and E pro shows. A them Jr. to do that. You know, like when they ask, sure, why not? But when they it never ask, comes the other way. Never comes yeah. the other way. So, you know, I just think you know because going into this whole show, you had the all talent meeting that was not supposed to be leaked, but got leaked. Uh, and you know that's I don't, the think, thing. I don't think it worked. And that's the thing. With, <laughs> I don't think it helped. It isn't. But that's one of those things with Con too. You know, a couple of years ago when something got leaked, the guy got fired right away. So it's like he's. They're probably trying to find who got leaked. You know. Um, well, well, I mean, your EVPs talk to Dave Meltzer on a daily fucking basis. Maybe start with them. Maybe. Uh, so yeah, it's just that craziness of the. The how the roster, how it sounds like, you know, you had Guevara and Kingston go at it backstage. You've had Kingston and Punk, uh, you know, the Aiden Punk's like the second best Kingston. I thought that was pretty funny. It um, was funny. It was it a was. funny ass line. Um, and the thing is, like, Moxley and, and Punk are friends. Like, yeah, this, they're working together. Yes. Like, it's a, they're, they're really close friends, honestly. And Punk and Renee are super close. They, because like, they, they've they're mentioned working together. They mentioned it because, like, he goes, when. Moxley wants to talk to you. Moxley, when if you text him, he'll send you a one or two word reply. But when he wants to talk to you, well, this was Jericho talking, mm-hmm. and Moxley said like he texted me like two weeks ago, leading up to the Lionheart match, and it's just like, why don't you come back as Lionheart? Would say, you know, cut the wizard shit, cut yeah. this, and just bring back the. And he's like, that's a good idea. Like when. Punk and Mox had their interaction. It reminds me of the Punk and MJF. Like, it's a very professional while working with each other and, you know, having some real zingers and, you know, cutting a little, you know, cutting for real. Like, they're working with each other. When it's the other people, like, whether it's Kingston or Adam Page, you're like, this isn't that. Mm-hmm. This is this is something else. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Going into Dynamite, as we said, we can't wait to watch it because you have MJF. Maybe they announced the matches. I couldn't give a fuck what the matches. Yeah, are. the matches. We I just want give we a just, shit we, about the matches. We just want to see the promo with. Uh, um, you assume MJF starts the show, right? It's either that or hour two. You know? I would assume you start with MJF, maybe. Because I don't. I don't know. No, you start it with because uh, Yuta and Garcia for the pure ROH title in Garcia's hometown in Buffalo. So I think you do start with the cruiserweight. You start with cruiserweight. The ROH pure. I think you start with your cruiserweight type match of Maybe. let's get the crowd hyped with this type of match. I that's what I think oh. it could be MJF, but. I, if MJF is doing something, it's AEW, so he might just be off of the air for another week or two, then have him come back. What's crazy is, like, have him back it was at clearly the... built for MJF, and then, like, 20 minutes later, like, all of this other shit happens. Holy fuck, man. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Gosh. I said, I have the um, good old JR. Uh, goddamn punk, like, legit ruined... Uh, what should have been a great weekend for AW? It seemed like they probably had their best overall show of the weekend, but instead, all everyone's talking about Punk and the Bucks. Correct. Correct. Um, it's not a bad thing. But yeah, it's just one of those things of, you know. But the one thing is, we're talking about it. People are talking about that company. You know, so. We're not talking about Castle and WWE boring shit. Mm-hmm. Um. 
Are you excited for Raw tonight? No. So, yeah, so Dynamite, you're going to have MJF or Punk follow up. You have Braun Strowman on Raw. Which, mm-hmm. one, which one are you going to watch? Oh, Dynamite for yeah. sure. Yeah. Sure. Like, I'll follow Raw. Fucking Braun Strowman. But, um, so with Corey not here, we will discuss our homework next week. The Revolution 2020, the <laughs> EVP. Mm, the EVPs, what a, baby. What a coincidence what again. What a I'm not, that's like, how many times have we done something? It's like, Example, Vince McMahon's like, well, we're watching the Monday Night War stories, which you can listen to uh, at nosometape.com. And then now the EVP is all having a little punk is- a issue with a little punk. Um, we're to do that next week. Oh. We're stumped the database next week. Oh, I got a good one, too. Yeah. Oh, I got a good card next week. Corey, uh, calling you out. You're not getting this one. Ooh, I'm calling you out. Shit. Cannot wait for that. So, uh, just like Vinny, you're going to lose. Well, that's allegedly, allegedly lost. Until uh, I see proof. Um, but we're coming back next week here for the No Cell. Next week will also be the best of 2000s for the Monday Night War stories. Um, as we're starting the year 2001. Pretty, pretty soon. In the year 2001. We're almost to send, baby. Uh, that's why we're delaying everything. I don't want to get to it. But. You can go to nocellentainment.com. That's right, nocellentainment.com. We find all the blogs, all the podcasts, everything that we do for you. You can find us on the social medias, the No Cell uh, ENT on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a follow, thumbs up, a request, thumbs down, a comment, anything you want. Just give it, just give it to us. Uh, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, baby. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to your podcasts. I am a nice guy. <laughs>